The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Go. Okay. Ashrei part two. Okay. So we're going to do what we usually do, review um, the translations we did. And what I did, I, I mentioned last time I was going to look at the Targum. I did look at the Targum and I did it really fast, but I didn't see anything like earth shattering. Uh, not a diss on the Targum, but like, uh, but what I did do is I also looked at our Henny Danny altar and he had a couple of nice little uh, translations. So I added that I incorporated them in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you want know to close the door there? Sounds like. Yeah. Okay. So let's just go review. And I guess what we'll do is because our goal here today, our primary goal today is to figure out our own theory and then maybe start the redact if we need to. And because Ashray is so long, then I kind of do want to keep it like on the macro um, you know, main idea level. But if you have other questions that um, that come up on the, the the nuances of the wording, we can add them to the list. Okay. Um, I guess we didn't have that big of a list. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess we just talked about it informally. Kind of. Our goal right now is to go through some of the basic questions. Uh, basic questions, and then eventually our own uh, our own main idea theory or our own pivot point oh, theory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. A praise of David, I will exalt you, Hashem. Uh, sorry, I will exalt you, my God, the King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Uh, every day I will bless you and I will laud your name forever and ever. And right, now here comes our first change. Uh, so we tr- struggle to eloquently translate I think so. We said. Grace Hashem and exceedingly lauded, and into his greatness there is no investigation. Right. Alter says his greatness cannot be fathomed. Okay, which I I, I liked much better. Um, I, I think it conveys it but much better. Okay, then we also struggle with this next possible door lidor yeshabach maasecha. So we said like uh, sorry uh, Um, so we said generation to generation will praise your actions, but he, Alter says one generation will praise your actions to the next. I think that that's better because it captures the each and every generation, but then the Lamed was what was bothering me last time. Um, and uh, uh, and your mighty deeds, they will tell. Five. Hadar kavod hodecha v'divrei niflosach asicha. We, again, took stabs at like those three synonyms. Alter had his own thing, but I didn't really care about it. The majestic glory of your grandeur and words of your wonders I will discuss. Six. And the power of your awesome deeds, they will declare, and your greatness I will recount. Seven, a recollection of your abundant goodness, they will express, and they will sing of your righteousness. Eight, uh, gracious and merciful is Hashem, slow to anger and abundant kindness. Tov Hashem is good to all, and His mercies are on all His works or on all His creations. I think we said uh, the article said that, and Alter said also creatures. Okay, I still like works because it's broader. Um, uh, yeah, right. Um, all your works will gratefully acknowledge you, Hashem, and your. We translate it as your extra righteous ones will bless you. Eleven. Uh, uh, the glory of your kingship they will declare and of your might they will speak 12 to make known to, might, to mankind his mighty deeds and the glory of the majesty of his kingship 
13. Um, uh, your kingship is the kingship of all eternities and your dominion is in every generation. 14. Uh, Hashem supports all the fallen uh, and straightens all the bent. 15. Uh, your all eyes look toward you with hope and you give to them food and it's time. Uh, you open your hand and satisfy the will or the desire of every living thing. 17. Uh, Hashem is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his actions. 18. Uh, Hashem is close to all who call to him, to all call him in truth. 19. Um, the will or desire of those who fear him, he will do, and their outcry, he will hear and save them. 20. Hashem will protect all his loved ones and all the wicked he will annihilate. And then 21. The praise of Hashem, my mouth will speak, and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. And we mentioned last time, is not part of the Mismar. We didn't determine where that was from. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Oh, you did? But I forgot. All right. Uh, That's good. Okay. Okay. So the, okay, that that is good to know, though. Uh, That'd be very problematic if it wasn't from Dylan. Okay. So what we have here is we, at the very end, when we were trying to identify the pivot point, realized that there are two themes, okay? Uh, Or two broad, like, yeah, two broad themes, okay? And we represented them in, uh, in these two colors. So rather than me stating, like, how I would uh, characterize it. Let's just take a moment and just think about it fresh. Um, first of all, let's see if we still agree with this. I mean, I think it was pretty uh, clear last time, but see how we would characterize, how you define the yellow theme and how you define the blue theme. Yeah. I guess I would say the, the yellow theme is- Actually, you know what? Let's just yeah. take a little while to think about it for a second. Sure. Yeah, I, I just want to think about it fresh also. Yeah, what do you want to say? The other thing seems to be like some situation where people in David will like stating that people will praise Hashem, mm-hmm. will state praises of Hashem. Yeah. And the yellow blue theme is praises of Hashem. Okay. All these are Hashem. Right. Okay. So I think that's a good starting point. All right. Yosef, what do you want to say? Uh, maybe it's like it's how we engage in like understanding of God versus um, how God Okay, that's another good way to frame it. Okay, how we understand God and how God interacts with us. Um, I wanted to go similarly to what Isaiah was saying, but uh, there's always a danger. You don't know how specific or how broad to go. I wanted to say that um, to me, it's not just praising God. It seems to be the emphasis on the, like, the, uh, I don't know what the word, uh, not excess, but like, I mean, maybe excess is the right word, but like the excessive praise that God warrants, you know, um, like I think in every possible, it has that, right. So you have the, um, uh, forever and ever every day, exceedingly lauded greatness can be fathomed, uh, one generation to the next, um, uh, majestic glory of your grandeur. That's a little bit, uh, not as clear as the other ones, but in terms of the, like, um, it's the, the great quality of the great quality of the great thing, right. right? It's just like, you know, it's like uh, multiple adjectives, 
um, in sequence. Um, uh, power of your awesome deeds. Okay, that one's just generic phrase. Recollection of your abundant kindness that will express and sing of your righteousness. Okay, that's more generic. Um, the fact that 10, all your works are, are gratefully acknowledging you and the Hasidim are doing even more. Uh, glory of your kingdom, uh, glory of the majesty. And then at the end also, uh, all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. You know, yeah. so it's not just, so let's say for example, in contrast to Tilim 150, which is also about praise, but if you look at 150, 50, just to refresh our memory here. Um, was it advertising a bicycle for Tim? Okay, yeah. Right. So like this one, this is clearly about praise, but there's no mention of excess or like I'm going to max out. Like that, that's really the thing is I'm maxing out praise. Like God warrants a maxing out of praise, you know? Right. So, um, yeah. Um, all right. That was all I was going to say, yeah. I guess I think that is, I see what you're saying about the yellow. Part. Yeah. But I think also a major theme is that like, this is a thing that will happen. Right. Like every statement is like, the these people will praise Hashem. Right. They will, I will. It's all about something, a future state or event. Or yes, that is like a that. good point. Right. Um, we, uh, we, uh, I, I'll, I'll say that, um, I'll just mention this, even though I think you're right, I'm just going to mention this for methodological purposes. Uh, we have said that in Tehillim, whenever it uses the future tense, it could either mean will, or it can mean like, it could be a bakasha. Like, like let's say for example, Yoducha Hashem Koma Asecha, Vachasi Dechi Barchucha, could either be uh, all your cre- creations will acknowledge you, or may all your creations acknowledge you. But I think, I happen to think you're right, that it seems to fit in better saying that it will happen. Yeah. yeah. And that fits into the theme that we've said from 146 through 150, which is that that these seem to be about Yimosa Mashiach later on. Right. Okay. So now the question is like this. I think that's good enough for, for our first, uh, first uh, swooping in. Okay. Second thing now is how do we unify the two halves? And just to refresh our memories in terms of the approach here, just like in Mishle, you tend to have two halves of the Pasuk. And then if they're incongruous, the goal is to figure out a main idea such that they are, you know, um, you know, two opposites within one subject. Now here it's not opposites, but what is the unifying idea of excessive praises of God? And then this, description of God's attributes. And I think in order to answer that, I think maybe we also have to like scrutinize what types of attributes is it saying? Because, uh, you know, God has, I mean, he doesn't have any attributes, but there are lots of things that you can attribute to him, you know? Um, and, uh, these seem to be a, um, what do you call it? A, uh, uh, of a certain like flavor. Also, you know, it does kind of bother me that you got the blue right in here. Yeah, you know, like it would be, you know, we've had Prakim where it's like every other thing is is like it's switching off. That's what I call like the Venetian blind um, Prakim. This is like predominantly praise of God, seeming like you're transitioning, then going back and then going full on into the uh, the thing. So if so, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is is there is there something in here that either this is its own theme, or? These are different, yeah. I mean, eight and nine, they are about like from him, yeah. And that said, um, other ones, not specifically about that. Uh, let me ask this: Is it possible? Does anything in one through seven talk about God's specific relationship to His creations? And this might 
maybe it was planted in my head by Yosef, <laughs> right? So one is David to God, two or people to God, two is people to God, three is about God himself, right? We know, know that it changes to be passive. Four is people to God. Five is people to God. Six is people to God. Seven is people to God. Right. And then eight begins a switch of God's Midos, which, which again is going to be in terms of how he acts. Nine says how he acts to his cre- creations. 10 maybe now is a... See, I was going to pull a move here that 10 is a, if you take Yodukha as like Hoda'a, then that is not just praise of God's qualities and abstract, but that's praise based on how God relates to us, like an interaction. Let's try this out. 11 is now talking about God's Malchus and 12 is talking about God's Malchus. So what I'm wondering is like, can we make this its own, like, um, let's just toy with it here like this, its own like transition theme. Oh, I thought, yeah. Yeah? I thought what you were going to say is that, like, maybe 10, 10 would go back on the, the blue section we had before, mm-hmm. but then 11 and 12 would, like, begin the next blue section. Uh-huh. Interesting. Hold on. So, what did we translate as intend for gratefully? What, what uh, Yoducha, for, like, Hoda'a. Oh. Yeah, Yoducha Shem Koma Saka. Maybe it's like what you were saying, like, they're giving... Like they're like appreciating the compassion. Right, kind of right. Them. Right. In other words, like 140, sorry, one through seven, like, you know, Einstein could say one through seven, a deist could say one through right. seven, and there would be nothing like, um, you know, uh, contradictory to his, uh, his view. But once you start getting into eight and nine, that really starts talking about Hashgaha, you right. know, and man's interaction with God and God reigning as king, you know, mm-hmm. But then I think 11 and 12 were more coming, I don't know, just descriptive, but they're like yeah. coming from our perspective of like awe or like, you know, Sorry, which numbers? 11 and 12. 11 and 12. And, and then it's like talking about Shem's kingship and their awe of his kingship, the glory of his kingship. Yeah. Like, instead of a grateful tone, it's like a, right. you know, now it's like. Rulership, menshallah. Yeah. 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 And then, and then it switches back to like 14 and 15 and 16 and 17 and 18 and 19 and 20 <laughs> all sound like they're more in the line in line with the um with eight and nine right expanding on the all the blue really kind of seems to be expanding on hashem's gracious graciousness uh and goodness whereas like you were saying like the um 12 and 13 seem to be more about his rulership you know yeah this part's dicey in the middle because I, I, it does. Uh, every time I, I think about it, it does. It does feel more like that. So l- let's do this. I think maybe if we try to figure out how to unify, uh, like what the the main idea is, mm-hmm. maybe that will give us more insight into what to do with the middle. Right. So like yeah. One thing that we did here is we categorized it in terms of like um, action in some way. Yeah. Or like people doing something and then it's Hashem's subscription, but there's also like a different layer of like, there's like the chesed versus justice category. I feel like those are not justice, but like, you know, a din versus right. Rachman type of yeah. qualities that are both expressed. So is the only din that you're talking about the, the, the Malchus and Mshala thing? Or, were you, or are yeah, there other maybe, examples? You know, maybe that is all that. All that yeah. Because what I'm wondering is it's possible 
I mean, I guess there's also aspects of Din in the um, in the emphasis on uh, strength and power and Gvura. We noticed that there was a lot of Gvura last time, right? Oh, we let, let's just do that. We we didn't actually highlight this. Yeah. Um, uh, we noticed certain common phrases, right? So the um, uh, well, okay, let's Malchus and Malchus and Malchus, um, and then we have. Um, uh, Gvura, I feel like there were a bunch of Gvuras up here. Um, I don't know if it's going to matter, but just uh, Gvursechia, Gidu. Um, uh, weren't there like a three? There's two. I think we saw three. And then Gvurasav. Okay. And then we have um, uh, Gdula, Gdulasacha. And there was the singular Gdulasacha. Somewhere around here. Oh, Guttle. Ligdulaso in Thaker, right. Ligdulaso in Thaker. Um, there was another. Oh, no, that was in Gvurasa. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, I, I don't know if this really matters. Uh, and then we noticed Bracha. Oh, here comes the ugly color. Hmm. Bracha, Yvarhucha. And there's the Hasidim, also bless him, right? Um, Where's the Hasidim? Oh, Hasidim, I got that one right, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ugdo Hasid, that's another. Uh, I mean, I know that's in Hasid, but yeah. Oops. Yeah. So I, I don't know if this matters. Uh, oh, and then Tzedek is another one. Uh, let's do another uh, ugly color. Just gonna, we're going to run out of colors here. Tzedek And then Tzadik Hashem Bukhul Durachav. Um, oh, then there's an, I found another bracha. Uh, what color is bracha? Oh, the pink. Vivarech kol basar shem kachalomed. Yeah, you know what? I think actually chesed is the other one. Chasid b'chol masav and then gadol chesed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that matters. Okay, but our main question is how you unify these. What's the main idea? And you can either go from the general to the specific or the specific to the general, meaning you could either start off with just the most basic idea of praise and then meet us of the Kaddish Baruch which, Yosef, say what you were, if you're still there, say what you were saying uh, again when, when we were uh, trying to find the themes. Oh, you're not still there. Okay. <laughs> Hard to say that. I think, I mean, he was saying how God, how we relate to God and how God relates to us, I think. Okay, can I say the first thing that comes to mind? This is not like a full idea, but just a very basic idea here that um, the only way we can know God is through his actions, right? So um, so that's one reason why you would transition from talking about praising God into talking about his actions, because that is the content of your praise, okay? But at the same time, maybe this is another theme that the other reason why we talk about God's actions is because that we emulate God's actions and then that makes us favorable to him and makes us worthy of his hashgacha. And that really we get to at the end, which is that, uh, excuse me, that um, Hashem is close to all, 
Okay, well, that one, I don't know how to feel if it's in. Oh, Ratzon Yurev Yasev, Es Shabbos Amishmok Yoshim, Shomer Hashem Es Kol Ohavav, Es Kol Harashayim Yashmid, that basically those who praise God will do so through his actions. Those who involve themselves in the study of his actions will come to emulate him, and those who emulate him will be the recipients of his, his goodness and his favor. And those who don't will be destroyed. And if you contextualize this in terms of Yimimosa Mashiach, so then this is going to ultimately come about at the time of Mashiach, which we've talked about in all those other properties. Yeah. I don't know if that's too elementary, but uh, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And, and again, it's like, um, I know I've mentioned this before, but I'll say it again, uh, that in the uh, the Machlokas uh, uh, in Arubim on how to define a Machlokas, Right then, you had the uh, the three way machlokas that from when I asked my Ravim, my first year of yeshiva, Rabbi Man said, start with the side that is the easiest mm-hmm. because your mind is already working that way. And just even if it sounds obvious, just articulate what you're thinking and flesh out, get your intuition out onto the table. Then you had Rabbi Moskowitz who said, no, Davka, don't start off with the side that's the easiest because since your mind is already thinking that way, if you lean into that, you're not going to be able to break out of the box, right. start with the more difficult side. And then when I asked Rabbi Chait, he said, I hold that there's no rules when it comes to thinking, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and you shouldn't uh, force your mind to go in, in, in one regimented way, uh, either, either way. Yeah. I noticed that in the blue sections, it's all like, um, present tense. Yeah. For, oh, that's a good point. Except for, uh, one part of it. Oh, sorry. Do you want the English? Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, 19. 19. Uh, he will do, right. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, uh, said, right. Yeah, there's no way to say and it. That, that's like, he'll relate to people in this way in the future. Right. And those who call upon him, he'll, he'll like, or not. Oh, that's also future, he'll, right? He'll fulfill their desires. Yeah, that's also future, though, right? Is the um, Hashem's. Uh, no, that's oh, no, that's for the people, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were agreeing with his idea. <laughs> I know. No, I was just being, it was just like slowly, we were in the pulse, it seemed all, so I just want to double check uh, okay. the scroll, and the translation was right. All right. Um, yeah, is there anything else we can get from this before we go into the Farshan? Man, that middle really bothers me. I did kind of think of like, this is. I guess when I first saw this, I was yeah. thinking like maybe what this is saying is the yellow is talking about like how people will relate to Hashem in the future, mm-hmm. um, mm. but the blue is talking about like they will like, they will state phrases and 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 speak of Hashem and and know Him, and the blue is kind of like listing what they will know. Okay, what so they will state. this actually is a good route because uh, we did say we noted that it was in future tense and that this whole thing is about Yemos Mashiach. So this is describing a future state in which the main involvement, well, we know the main involvement of the world is going to be knowledge of God, but the highest level of knowledge of God we saw from all the other proclam of Sukkot de Zimra is not just knowing it, but fully involving yourself in the seeking of the knowledge and in the expression of it in a way that affects your entire being. So that's, this could all be a description of the Yimus Mashiach. I think blue would be like, the, he's kind of giving you like, categories of the knowledge that they will talk about yeah that they will know right yeah it's weird though because i mean the, the idea is fine and uh, is good in terms of, a, of like a, a a theory uh but i feel oh you know okay i'm gonna say what i was gonna what my objection was gonna be and then i have an answer to my objection mm-hmm. i was gonna object and say the praises that is is talking that's talking about in 13 through um through 20 or like 13 through 16 mm-hmm. 
or 17 don't sound like praises of events of Yemos Mashiach. Like usually there we think about, let's say like all the stuff in Hallel of, you know, Hashem overthrowing our enemies or Hashem redeeming the people, you know, but you want to respond to that? Well, that's not, that's not what they're going to, yeah, what they're going to be learning. In your exactly. Life. Right. So in other words, it's exactly the opposite is, right. is because in the time of Mashiach, there's going to be peace and knowledge of God. Then they can focus on the everyday stuff. Right. That is universally true that, uh, you know, of, like, et cetera, et cetera. Right. yeah, dark Hashem, right. Okay, that's good. Okay, so I'm content with this as a working theory for ourselves. I know this is not like the most sharpened, polished idea, but I think we have enough material now to go into the Mufarshim, unless anyone else wants to say anything. I'm sorry, could you, could you summarize what you think the, the, uh, working principle is here i'm going to say it the way i said it first because i think that stands on on its own and then isaiah is taking a second step which is consistent with it i was saying how uh the yellow theme is um is basically the fact that we are that god is worthy of excessive praise but the only way we can praise god is to know him the only way we can know him is to know is through his actions and therefore we praise his actions, but then by praising his actions, we emulate him. And that's why he relates to us by doing our, uh, our desire by like fulfilling our will. So like the sequence is, is praising, praising God's actions. And then it actually states the actions, the content of that praise, and then states the result of that, which is that, that God will do our will and respond to our tefillos and destroy the people who don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then Isaiah added the point that, when is this talking about? This is talking about in the future, which is the time of Mashiach, when the entire earth will be filled with the knowledge of God, like water that covers the seabed. And that's why the types of praises that we're going to be in, uh, in, involved in here are recognition of just how God runs the world. You know, his malchus and his tzedek and, his, and you know, these, uh, the dark Hashem in general. If you need it more concise, I could try more concise. No, no. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So let's do, um, let's roll the dice. Oh, lands on the dock. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I, uh, uh, I, in the eerie, I, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Also, I'm just kind of more in the mood for, for the redock today. Okay. And I'm going to make my same announcement that I make every time uh, that the redock in the standard microscodolos and even online is woefully lacking. Uh, it's missing words and it's missing sentences. Uh, so that's why I'm using the Taurus Chaim. Okay. So he starts off with a Hukdama. All right. So this, I, I, I mentioned, we're going to just focus on this learning this the way we usually do without going through Chazal, but he quotes Chazal. So we'll, we'll take, we'll follow his lead. Okay. Tila the David. Okay. Here we go. Uh, the six, these six Psalms until the end of the book, all of them are praises of God. Blessed is he. And his Shavach. I don't know what the difference between Tehillah and Shavach is. Lefikach, therefore, Hechel behem betehillah, umashlim behem betehillah. Therefore, it begins with Tehillah, so that's Tehillah David, and ends with Tehillah. And what is the ending with Tehillah? It's the last passage is Kol Hanishma Tehalel Ga. I, I never noticed that, yeah. Legodel uh, Hatila. Now, I don't know if Legodel Hatila means to magnify or like on account of the greatness of the, of the praise. Uh, I'm not sure what that is, but he's saying that it's a it's a unit. It's bracketed by Tehillah, which is interesting because you know I, we raised the question on Tuesday that um, this is the only one that starts off with Tehillah, but it could be that it's not that the word Tehillah is special. It's that 
like in other words, it's not that this is a specific kind of praise. It's really that that the David Melech wants to identify these last six as like especially like a special praise. And so he just has to use a different word than, than he usually uses. I mean, it could also be that he's identified and uses like the acre of the book. That could be also right. And that fits in with my question. That I said, why do we call the whole thing Tehillim if there's only one that starts off like that? Yeah. So the other thing I think it's fair to say is that you do treat it as though each one is Tehillah Ladavid because he's saying that the Tehillah extends to all six. So Ashrei is not really the only one. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Zam is more. Uh, and this pasuk, tehillah sapasuk harishon tehillah, tehillah sapasuk achron tehillah. Oh, maybe I was wrong. This one specific mizmor, the beginning of the, uh, of it is tehillah, and the end is tehillah. That's what we noticed last time, right? Tehillah Hashem Yudaber P, right? So this one, so in other words, like this, you've got Sefer Tehillim. These six are the tehillah ones, and of the six tehillah ones, this one forty five is the tehillah of the tehillah ones. Yeah. yeah. What does he say? And the other five start and end with Halaluka, uh, all for the aggrandizement of Tila, right? Yeah. And we said that, um, I don't know if we did the Redox Shita on Halaluka, but uh, um, I would say, you know, based on, we, you know, we had our basic Machlokas of whether it means Halaluka, praise God, or whether uh, the Yudhe is a magnifier, which just means lots of praise or like great praise. Sounds like he's trending in that direction, that it's just great praise, right. you know? All right. Umas hakel gadola. When will the greatness, uh, the, sorry, the praise of God be great? Uh, at the in-gathering of exiles. kol ha'am im Yisrael. I think kol ha'am here, I don't know if that means like all people. I don't think it means all of Klai Yisrael, because that'd be weird if he said all of them will see the niflaus that he does with Am Yisrael. But basically... The, the, the wonders will be evident. That's why it mentions in them Kibbutz Galios and Binyan Yushlaim. Clearly, he's not talking about our parak. He's talking about later on in, in the cluster. All right. So that is his theory about, you know, the six. And again, since we've been doing the other ones, we don't really need to dwell on that. Uh, you know, we, we saw that in the other ones. Okay. Now I guess I Sure, sure. Is that to be saying that these six are also not just the Tehillah ones, but there's also some sort of like, these are wrapping up the other prior 145 in like a certain like focus of what all these first 145 have been going to. Oh, that's interesting. Well, it's interesting. We, we theorize that 150 does that. And we also theorize, we also, you know, that's a good question. You know, it's hard for me to say based on firsthand knowledge because I haven't done the other 144, <laughs> you know, but like, I think it's, it's, it is reasonable to assume that like, you know, all the stuff that David writes, you know, we said that there's basically three categories of Tehillim, uh, that there's biographical ones about David Himalach himself and his personal struggles. Then there's ones about uh, Am Yisrael historically mm-hmm. or in the future, stuff that they go through. And then there's abstract ideas about God. It does stand to reason that all of these things will culminate in Yimos Mashiach. Malchus based David is going to reach its culmination in Mashiach ben David. Klai Yisrael's destiny is going to culminate in, in, in Kibbutz Galios and keeping the Torah. And then our greatest ability to praise God will occur in the time of Mashiach. So, yeah, you could say that. Uh, is he saying that? I don't know if he's saying that, but you could say that. And that would be a true idea. Yeah. Okay. You're entitled to say stuff too. Vahmizmor hazeh hukulo yitihilas akel 
This mizmor is entirely praises of God. Therefore, it is composed with the Aleph Beis. Uh, I just want to say footnote three. Where is that? What does that say? Footnote three. Re'ele el chafhe Aleph, kufiut Aleph Aleph, shebe mizmor shenemar Aleph Beis, yeshnam dvarim nechbadim. Okay, I'm going to violate the principle I just said, which is I'm going to look at the Babradak, because uh, um, I, I didn't bring my Torah's climb for all of these, um, just to see what he says about Aleph Beis. So he says here in Chaf Beis, this is, is this one we're familiar with? No, or at least I'm not familiar with this one. So this one is, I guess, the first with Aleph Beis, and there are others like it. There is one letter at the beginning of every Pasuk. And then there are two Pasukim with one letter. And then there are other Pasukim that have two letters. Okay, fine. So it's not like Davka, one Pasuk per letter. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't know why he varies it. Okay, that's poetry for you. Okay, maybe it just like he was inspired by Ruch HaKodesh. Ah, so this is the principle. He's saying anytime you see a mizmor with aleph base, it means that there are great things and important ideas in it. Okay, so that's different. Oh, that's funny. So speaking of things that are uh, uh, incongruous, right? In, in Ashrei, there's no nun. In this one, he's saying there's no base at the beginning of a pasuk and there's no vav at all, right? Skips vav and there's no kuf. And there's race twice, <laughs> right? So you see, he's not bothered by those questions, right? right? Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's just look at his other one. What was the other one that I mentioned? Kuf. Uh, uh, no. What footnote was that? Three. Three. Oh, thanks. Kuf Yud Aleph. Um, Kuf Yud Aleph. Hamizmar is a Nemar Ba'Aleph base. Shte Osios Prapasak Echad. Two letters in each possible. And in the last one, there's three. Because this is a short mismor. Yeah, it's 10. Um, oh, this is a very uh, weighty mismor. Uh, Which one is this? Hallelujah. I don't know this one either. Yeah. You know, I guess let me side commentary here. I, I feel like there, this is one of the reasons why uh, I wanted to teach uh, and learn to heal him. Um, and I, I don't know if you remember this last year, I did endeavor to do Ms. Mormon that we don't say regularly. And the reason why is because like you see from here, there's so many like things that have important ideas. It's just that they didn't make it into the new South Fila. So like, but this is, you know, the book about praising God and having a relationship with God. And like, we just don't know that these things exist, you know, and I, I eventually switched to stuff we say, cause you know, it's fun. Um, but maybe we could do this in the future. Uh, so it's talking about um, contemplating God's actions and remembering constantly his wonders and the strength of his might. Says he should be involved in fear of God and Chachma. That sounds great. Okay, so same, same principle here. So he's saying something different than what we said. Uh, we said when we did, 
maybe we didn't say this. Have we done to your recollection an, an alphabetical one before? No. No. So maybe I said this in um I think I might have said this in my keynote share. Uh, or Kino Shirin, that my understanding of an Aleph base, and I, I think I heard this from Rabbi Chait or from the Rav, or from Rabbi Chait in the name of the Rav, is that like whenever you're dealing with a subject that is like infinitely deep or infinitely broad, and there's no way to say all of them, then what you do is you basically use every letter of the alphabet to show that you're basically like using all the tools at your disposal. So with Kinos, a lot of them are, are uh, alphabetical. And that's like, there are so many tragedies that if we, you know, uh, you know, like it says a lot in Eicha and Yumiahu, like, like it, you know, Yumiahu says, if my head were made of water, then I couldn't cry enough to, uh, to, to shed all the tears for all the bad things that happened to my people, you know? So like, since we can't cry infinitely, then we, we like use every color in our palette mm-hmm. to depict the tragedies. And by praises of God, what I said is since the praises of God are infinite, then the best we could do is like use every building block in the language that we, we, you know, we praise God in language. So we use every building block of the language uh, to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, I, that's not a contradiction to his idea, but he's saying that like, it's just a, whenever you see alphabetical, it's a clue that there are important ideas here. And it's not like, I guess my idea is more is focusing on the idea of like fully exhausting the subject matter. His has to do with the quality of the ideas or the importance of the ideas. Yeah. I guess I think with this one, maybe that your idea doesn't apply to this one. Cause it doesn't seem to be like a list or like one correct subject matter that yeah. like we're correct saying should extend. Into yeah, you're right. This Obviously is a good disprove. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't say disprove. This is a good, um, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this one does not fit my rule. It could be that there are other uses of acrostic alphabet that that, that that do that. Yeah. Okay. Then he says, my favorite thing, right? So the question was raised, why is there no nun? He says, okay. He says that it doesn't have a nun and I don't, we don't know why. Okay. And then he says, but Darshu Darshan, and I think it's important to say this because I think you know people evidently from Chaim Zivkin, you know, from when he, when he was here, uh, you know, he was aware of the Gemara. Okay, and I'm going to disprove him in a second. Um, I think people think that the Gemara is explaining why there's no nun. He's not viewing it as an explanation. He's viewing it as a drasha. And the difference is explanation is the reason. And he's saying, we don't know the reason, but a drusha, you can, you can darshan however much you want. So he says like this, why is there no nun written? Because it alludes to literally it contains the downfall of Israel. Sone uh, Israel means the enemies of Israel, but that's a euphemism. It means our downfall. As it says, um, that the, the uh, the the maiden or the virgin of Israel uh, fell and will no longer get up, etc. Okay, now I I bet Chaim a uh, hundred dollars. He didn't take the bet. I bet him a hundred dollars. He said that there used to be sorry that there is a real nun pasuk, but it's but we take it out. I think he was making a mistake and thinking of this that the Gemara mentions a pasuk, but it's not a pasuk in Tehillim. It's a pasuk in Amos. You know, yeah. So. If, if we made the bet, then he'd give me a hundred dollars, but uh, uh, he, didn't, he didn't agree. Okay, um, fine. So, that yeah, saying here that 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 David is David didn't teach the new, it does teach us something, he did teach us something by not doing that. 
Um, see, I it depends on how you learn drushes, right? If you right? didn't give the, if you did put it in boxing, yeah, something else, then we wouldn't have been able to be Dore. Right, but that's not so. I, I, this kind of has to do with like the theory of drasha, uh, and you know, as we've talked about a lot, um, you know, I hold like the vast majority of Rishonim and Gonim that drushos are ideas that Hazal are attaching to the Pesukim, um, irrespective of the author's intent. So, so I think the Radak is saying, we have no idea why David did this, but the question is, what are we going to do with it? Like you can't read Ashrei with a clear mind and not notice that there's no none. So when that stands out, what idea are you going to associate to? Mm-hmm. So the idea you're going to associate to is the um, is this idea that we don't want to talk about the downfall of Israel. And in fact, I think we could fit this into his theory about what the Mizmor is about of Kibbutz Galius, right? Why would it be appropriate? Like, in other words, this idea of Nun alludes to the downfall of Israel that says Israel will fall and never get up again. Mm-hmm. So why would that be missing from this parak? Because this is talking about when Israel gets up again. Exactly. When, it's talking about when Israel gets up, and not just gets up, but gets up and is permanently established. You know, so it, it's a, see, when I read this Gemara, you know, I thought it was like, we don't want to say anything that will cause us to think that about something bad in relation to Israel. I think what I just said now, you know, fits into the actual theme. So when you notice the missing noon, you're like, why is there no noon here? Oh, because Nimos Mashiach, we will not fall and we will be permanently established. So we're 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 omitting a puzzle that that uh reminds us of Nifilas Israel, you know. So I think that fits it in. That's a question. So a, that. Yeah. Yeah. So it just seems to then at least these two things seem to be completely contradictory ideas in that either we are going to get back up or we're not. And you seem to be, unless there would be, you could maybe try to fit them together insofar as there would be like an incompletion in our getting up, which I don't even know if that would be true. But these do seem to be, at the very least, as a whole, contradictory ideas. Okay, so in order to answer that, which is taking us a little bit far afield, but the question is interesting enough that I want to like look into it. Um, oh, you know what? I always do this. I station my Tanakh here, and then I put it back. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to not... Not, not do the job. Yeah, yeah. Um, can, you say, can you say the homeless box that we're talking about before you look at the chair? Uh, yeah. So what I want to do is I want to look at it in context. Uh, that was my suspicion. Let's look at it in context and then see if if the um. Well, here's the reason you can't say it's before you must Mashiach, like unqualified, because it says that they won't get up again. Right. So. They won't get up again. Ah, okay. So you know, this is this is the type of qualification I want to see. Okay, what is it? Uh, five two. So hopefully this is the beginning of a parak. Uh, you know the uh, <laughs> the the dumb uh, way to remember the order of Treasar. Uh, no, Sh- Shai Horowitz. So he says it's Hoyo am Oyo Mina Chata Chazama. It's a nonsense phrase, but it sticks in your head. Yeah. So am Oyo. So it's, a, it's on page thirteen sixty. Uh, sorry, thirteen sixty. Yep. Okay. So I mean, I mean, we're not going to dwell on Amos here, but uh, yeah. just to just to see if we can answer it on the service. Shimu es hadavar hazeh asher anochi nose alechem kina beis yisrael. So this is a kina. This is a lamentation. Um. Oh, so this might be interesting already. Hold on. Any, does anyone know anything about Amos? Because I don't. Nope. Yeah. Oh, what happened to everyone? Did we just lose like several people in one shot? Was that just a coincidence? Okay, I don't know. 
Yeah, that was there. Yeah. I'm still alive. Yeah, you're, you're there. I don't know what happened. Um, Nafla Yisrael, I guess. Um, uh, it's, I wonder if he's talking about like Mahus Yisrael specifically, as was Mahus Yehuda. Because they, you know, uh, let me just see really quickly. Timeline. Um, I have a timeline of Malachim that I made. Let me just look on my Malachim folder. Um, um, I don't know where to put it. Rise up over. Yeah. Yeah, right. So here's the pronouncement that I will recite over you in Lamentation of House of Israel. Yeah, yeah, let's just read it in English because we're not going to uh, go on this. She has fallen and will no longer rise, virgin of Israel. She has been abandoned upon her soil with no one to lift her up. For thus said the Lord, Hashem Elohim, the city from which a thousand people go forth will be left with a hundred, and one from which a hundred people go forth will be left with uh, ten of the house of Israel. Um, for thus said Hashem to the house of Israel, seek me and live. Do not seek base El and do not go to Gilgal and do not traverse Beersheva for Gilgal will be completely exiled and base El will become nothingness. Seek Hashem and live lest he burn through the house of Joseph like a fire and consume base El with none to extinguish it. I think this is about Malchus Yisrael because yeah. base Yosef is referring to um, Shevet Ephraim and the kings of of Yisrael were mostly from Shevet Ephraim. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to see if Amos himself was prophesying to the northern kingdom. I'm just looking at the art scroll intro. Yeah. Uh, contemporary of Alicia. Does it say where? Okay. Uh, yeah, I I don't know enough. I, I, I do see here that the, the Gemara in Brachos for the re, re uh, oh, punctuation classic two. Yeah. And state and changes it to. Instead of she has fallen and will no longer rise, virgin Israel changes to she has fallen but will no longer rise up over virgin Israel. Like they, oh, I don't know she's fallen but, no, uh, but will no longer. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the easy answer, by the way, is that a nivua for the bad can be overturned, right? Uh, so it's possible that this was the nivua that was given, but but it was uh, overturned by our, by our tshuva. Okay, sorry for on that one. All right, let's go back to the redoc now. Um, now he's going to state the actual theme of the Mizmor. Uh, one who contemplates the, the, uh, this Mizmor. Okay, so that's what he says the, the theory, the theme is. He will see the wonders of the creator and his judgments with his creations. I don't know exactly how to translate Mishpatav here. His judgments with his creations. And therefore, Chazal say, uh, that anyone who says Tila David three times each day is assured, is promised that he will be uh, a member of Olam Haba. And this is not just talking about someone who recites it verbally, right? Like all, like every kid thinks when he first hears this uh, Chazal. Yeah. Okay, so the, the, the key phrase here is that it is Yerebo Niflao Sabore Umishpatav Albruav. I think I highlighted back when I was highlighting in my Torah Klein before I stopped. Uh, the Meiri says something similar. Um, uh, just look at the Meiri there on the right. Zem is more Kulo Hoda'a, the Sipur Seder Hanhagaso Bemitsius. That one I actually like better. He's saying that it is all, uh, you know, uh, praise slash thanks. And a, a recounting of the order of God's governance of existence. Yeah, that one I, uh, I like better. It's not contradictory necessarily, right. but you know the other thing also is like I don't see 
But when, it, when Radha says niflaos, there are no supernatural niflaos mentioned in this explicitly. It's all like stuff that God does, right. you know, uh, uh, in nature. Yeah. Okay. That's like what we say in modern. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You mean niflaos have a whole? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, so let's do the first uh, couple of psukim, okay, and then we'll we'll stop for today. The Amar Arumimcha Elo Kai Hamelach Arumimcha Belibi Uvilshoni. I will exalt him in my mind and with my tongue. So he does not just mean stating a, a, a statement of exaltedness. Sha'atahu uh, Hamelach Bamis, that you are the king in truth. All of the other, oh, we didn't notice this also, by the way, when we were doing the, the thematic uh, patterns. Melech is, oops, uh, is the theme of Malchus appears in that first Pasuk, HaMelech, right? Um, And maybe one more place also, I guess we'll find out. Um, So he's saying that uh, you are the king in truth and all the other kings and rulers, both the lower ones, that's humans, and the the Elyonim, that's presumably the stars and the, you know, the things that rule the earth. They're under your dominion. And you are... uh, uh, exalted above them. So maybe what that means, maybe Arumimcha, when he says the Ata Ramalehim, maybe it does not just mean I will exalt you. It means I will like um, acknowledge your high status. Arumimcha, I will acknowledge your exaltedness. Right? Because if Hamaki, or he literally says Hamaki Romuso, <laughs> uh, uh, one who recognizes his, his exaltedness, Yomar will say Elokai, my God, of all. I'll say OMG. Okay. About who Elokai, uh, sorry, Elokai Kolbasar of Elokai Elohim. But he is the God of all flesh and the God of, of, uh, of powers. So what does he say? So he's addressing the question why is he limiting it to my God? Uh, when in truth, really, he's the God of, of Kolbasar and everything. So what does he mean? Someone who recognizes God's exaltedness will say, my God. Like, how's that? How's one flow? From the other. In other words, I understand why he's Radak has moved to say this, but what is uh, how does it fit the the phrase "my God"? Like you would think that if you recognize God's exaltedness, that He rules over everything, you would you would use the universal term. You wouldn't use a personal term. So maybe you'd say like you personally like you recognize it in a day to day manner. I'm not sure. Okay, I'll say an idea, but I feel I'm I suspect myself of artificially plugging this in. Okay, so the um, the hold on, I actually think I have this on a PowerPoint. Give me a second. Tefillah uh, uh, one hundred and one. So this is the famous. Uh, well, it's only famous because Rebbe talks about it as Tefillah Shir. Um, the uh, the question. Oh, this is not it. Hold on. Um, oh, Windows Windows um, updated on my computer to Windows 11. What? And one of the things that I can't do is I used to be able to search and then right-click and open file location. And now I can't do that. Oh. So uh, I used to know my way around uh, yeah, or be able to get what? there a shortcut. What happens when you search? No, it uh, it, it'll give you the, opportunity, the uh, option of opening the file but not sorry, opening the, the the thing that you found, but not the entire file. It's yeah. it's, it's bizarre. Uh, I think I know where it is though. Beer Tefila for the ninth grade. 
Sometimes we do control right click to give you more options. Okay, I'll try that. Um, okay, so. Oh no, I, I don't. I guess I don't have it here. Okay, fantastic. I'll, I'll just say about Pat. So, um, the 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 question, I don't know if it's a classic question or not, is why does it say in the first bracha, "Elokei Abraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov"? Why doesn't it just say "Elokei Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov"? Oh, I know, I do have it. Sorry, I have Otsar. I have the original source. Otsar Hatfilos, uh, the Hatfilos. See, uh, if I right if I right click, it just says copy path. What do you say if I control click? Control right click. Control. Oops, sorry. Oops, I just control click. All right, whatever. I'll try it later. Um. Okay. So this is in Otsutfilos. I forgot what the the author of this parish's name is. I think it's like Chaim Zundel or something like that. Some very uh, European sounding name. Uh, all right. Now we just have to find where it is here. Okay. We're in Ritze. Okay, that's MSV Atsiv. Suri closer. Okay, here we go. So this is a really, really bad text. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think I can find it. Oh my. Yeah, no one has redone this safer, by the way. It needs to be redone because it's such a good parish on Tefillah. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, there's a lot of stuff here. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Now we're in the actual Shimon Esrei. Okay, so it's the, in the ATO safe. He says, uh, Avraham. Yeah, he says like this. Um, so the question is, why does it say Avraham, Yaakov, instead of just saying Avraham, Yaakov, right? So he says, Masha Omrim Gimopamim Hello Hayasagi You only need to do it once. Lomar Avraham, Yaakov. Who al derech shematzinu da'amar David lebeno b'divr hayamim alav chafches pasuk tes v'ata shlomo b'ni da es alkei avichav avdehu. So David, in his charge to Shlomo, says, "Know the God of your father and serve Him." But perish a pashut and the the uh, the pashut shot, as people say, she'ein la'adam lahamin be'aloa be'aloka mitzad min hagavosav is that a person should not believe in God based on the tradition of his fathers. Okay, kizem minhag ha ovdei lilin or ovdei ha not ovdei lilin ha umasolam. That's the practice of the of, of the non-Jews, right? They they believe just because of tradition. Ella mitzad chakira al pitor sinu hakdusha. Rather, you should believe in God based on on like you know uh, philosophical investigation guided by Torah by the Holy Torah. Shuhu. El habori isparach v'isalashimah, which is towards the Creator, blessed and exalted is He. L'chein, and therefore, Amar das el keavicha mitzad hachakira. Okay. What was it? I think it was kel habori. Kel habori. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Shu kel habori. Yeah, yeah. I think it's better. Therefore, he says, Da es el keavicha. Know the God of your father. Mitzad hachakira. That is by way of philosophical speculation. Umatsinu Bavraham, Shihu Hayahokera Rishon, Elokuso. You find that Adam Harishon, sorry, Avraham was the first one who investigated God. He's the one who made known God's uh, uh, divinity to the world. Because in his day, they worshiped the Yaakov. If we were to say, God of Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, I would have said, that Avraham investigated first. 
he investigated uh, God through speculation. They, and, and Yitzchak and Yaakov, his, his sons, relied on the belief of their father. Therefore, we say, we say, we say, by each one of them, to show that each one of them arrived at his own investigation. Uh, sorry, and found that the only uh, one is our God. And this strengthens our uh, and that apparently is from the Shilas of Shubos Panim Amiros. I don't know who that is. So what do you see from here? You see from here that if you investigate God, then we call him the God of you. Right? So we call Eloke Yitzchak because Yitzchak investigated God firsthand. Uh-huh. So maybe you can say from there, and again, I realize I'm just kind of transplanting this idea that maybe you could say that's what the Radak means that one, only one who recognizes God's greatness firsthand can say my God. But if you don't recognize it firsthand, so then you can't say my God, then that's just like the, you know, then you're just talking about God as a phenomenon. Right. 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 Either way, it's a good idea, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Lolam uh, Va'ed, so I will exalt God forever. Shmecha, uh, your name. Shehu Kayam Lolam Va'ed. Oh, so is he reading the puzzle differently? Oh, so he's saying like, I think he's saying like this. Is he saying your name is forever? Not I will bless it forever. Shimcha, Shuhu Kaim Lolamved. So that's first reading. O Perusho, Ani Avarchehu Lolamved. Or you could do it the way we translate it. I will bless him forever. Who call you Mechayai, which is all the days of my life. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, meaning not literally forever. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm smiling because I, on Sunday, we, we, we rewatched Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And and Charlie's grandpa said something about like forever. And Charlie said, it's not really forever, is it? And his mom says, uh, Charlie, sometimes when grown, uh, grown ups say forever, when they really mean just for a really long time, you know, so like, like it's a hyperbole, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, oh, uh, Perusha, um, or a third explanation I will exalt him in this world. Right. So that makes it, where's the only place you could praise God forever? In Olam Haba. Right. Let's finish the thing and then we'll go back and try to think about those three. First it says, and then it says, oh, so now he's saying, why is it, uh, I will pray, uh, exalt you, but I will bless your name. Why isn't Aromim Shimcha and Avar Hekka? Right? Or, 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 you know, why doesn't he use Shimcha for both of them or, or you for both of them? Yeah. Now the rock's going to say something which is going to sound heretical. Okay. <laughs> so the, 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 the object of the first one is God himself, and the object of the second half is God's name. So it, it should have said either the entire thing about God's name or the entire thing about God himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, Lahodia, ki hu shimo, hu shimo, probably who? I just got to find where the redak is on this large page. Who who? Okay. 
Uh, it's to show that he is his name and his name is him. And this is the name that is written but not read. Because the other ones are names of attributes. Let's just read the footnotes 14, 15, and 16. Um, 14 says, Since we cannot grasp him, uh, we um, glorify his name. I remember seeing this uh, above. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I kind of want to save that for next time, but just to just give a basic idea here is that um, the only one of God's names that refers exclusively to his essence is the Shem HaMiyuchad, that's Yuke Vavke. So the, so what does it mean that he is his name and his name is him? Obviously God is not his name, but, but it's the only thing that the name is referring to him, God himself, right? So let's say Rahum is referring to how God acts. And it wouldn't be appropriate to say that God's actions are synonymous with his whole essence. Mm-hmm. His, his actions are different, you know, but his, uh, his essence is, um, uh, is, uh, is only identified by that name. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just really go, let's go back. Oh, sorry. Let's just read this next one. This is and repeats the same idea and says, So he's, I don't know why he's only going with the third one. So Chazal Darshan, um, each and every day, give him the blessings that are, uh, give him in accordance with his blessings uh, thematically. However you want to translate me in That's a drasha. We can do that next time also. Um, okay. so, so he's really saying that, that the first two of them are one idea, uh, and, um, and there are three interpretations of the idea. So the first interpretation was, um, uh, was that, um, his name is forever. So really it's funny. He's reading it kind of like with the Asnachta in a different place, not the Asnachta in a different place. He's saying, Or sorry, no, he's really like, You know, uh, and I will bless your eternal name. Right. right. Second reading is, uh, I will bless your name forever, and forever means my entire life. And then the third one is, I will bless your name for all eternity in Olam Haba. Right. So these are all good pratim. I mean, I, I I don't think that it's like a mach locus that we need to define in the sense of like, um, uh, you know, disagreeing with each other. But I guess the question is going to be, you know, when we read the rest of the first seven psukim that talk about praise of God, then um, is it going to be better to say that it's talking about Olam Hazeh? You know, in which case we would, I would be inclined to the second one, or is it going to be talking about which is the third one, or, or are we going to favor it giving you additional ideas about God's name? I mean, I, I don't know how far to go with this now, but yeah. Yeah. But we're saying he's just repeating himself. Yeah. Redoxing is repeating himself in the first and second, which is why we noted that they are similar. It is like one chiastic puzzle, you know? Um, yeah. Okay, so let's do this. Let's stop here for today.
And then I would like to, I, I, on my own time, take a look at those uh, citations about Kihushimo Ushimohu, because that sounds like a deep idea that's important. Uh, and then if, they're re- if it's relevant, we could, we could do that. And then next time we'll, uh, we'll continue on the Rada. Okay. Thank you for coming. And uh, thank you. Next time. Alrighty. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.